You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. A is in one hand and your team colours in the other. Balfour's are for the game. Tomorrow's car is in stock today. Tech driver Hyundai Tucson turbo diesel all-wheel drive. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and The Roots. Good afternoon, everyone. 3.34 on a Tuesday afternoon. Welcome to the show. Kimbo on the Roots with you live from Studio Lumo SA. Love their support. That tour of Balfour's and Hyundai. We have a solid show coming up. Talking of solid, here's The Rock, Roochie. Party people! Roach, here he is. Roach, here he is. Hey, Roach. you know the rock is Roach? Dick Russell. Dick Russell. Great defender for Port Adelaide. Was he known as the, the rock? rock? Really? Yeah. Well, who's the other First one? thought that came to mind, if you've got anyone else, it'll be news to me. Who is the rock? Come on, don't say that. Who's the highest paid actor in the world at the oh, moment? Oh, I've got no clue on that. You don't I'm know not... who the rock is? No. I've told you, Kim, I don't go into Hollywood and all that stuff. It's not me. But from nowhere, a week ago, you dragged out the Bourne identity. Yeah, well, I saw that on a flight. I was trapped on a very long flight between Melbourne and Dubai. All right. Well, Dwayne Johnson is known as The Who? Rock. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, how can you soar like an eagle when you're working with a turkey? Fair dinkum. Oh, I dearie. didn't know we were doing Bill Collins memorials here. Well, I didn't know I was going to call you The Rock. <laughs> but I'd take the Dick Russell comparison. Never heard of Dick, but all the best oh, for him and his come family. on, you know South Australian footballers. No, you're going to say this is 1928 or 50s. something. 50s. Oh, I do not know of Dick Russell. Oh, with so great respect to, to his family. That. Is yes. he still with us? No, sadly he isn't. Very good player. How Kim. many games? Oh, I'd be in the 150, 170 range. Yeah, but well, you, mind, you, you said that with Fabian Francis yesterday and you were 70 off. Yeah. Uh, coming up on the show, yeah. Rooch. Well, I'm pretty sure I might have shortchanged him and Dick. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, riveting start to the show. Uh, <laughs> four o'clock, Matt Randall, the list guru. few deals done today. We'll update you on Phew. those. And we're going to ask him, you know, we see a lot of bluffing at this time of the year and just prior. Oh, guess who's coming out to bluff? Adrian Dodoro at Essendon. Just what we need in a trade period. Bluffing over who? Well, he says he's got all this cash to spend. He had $800,000 to spend on Isaac Rankin. Now he's going to spend it somewhere else. Why would that be a bluff? Because more of a statement, what, more of a bold statement. But who's he, who's he going to hold up? That's what Adrian does in the trade period. He holds things up. The human. What did you he- call him? The, the human, human hairdo. hairdo. He, oh, wow. He's got a solid hair game. He puts a bit too much work <laughs> into that. I think it's a bit. Uh, he's got a big bouffant at the top there. Um, no, I was referring to the Dockers. You know, they bluffing oh, on Rory yes. Lobb because yes. they have been rock solid. Talking of the Rock again. Yes. Um, but I think a deal can still be done. It's not too often we see it, Roach, where someone stays against their wishes. It's happened, it's I know. Happened, yeah. It's happened, but yeah. interesting. It's when happened you, once before to Rory. When you're 29 years of age and you want to get out, 
get the deal done, but we'll talk to him about that. Yep. Uh, global cricket guru, who would I be referring to? Dave Grohl. Yeah, and what's his real name? Barat. And what's his last name? Sunda, 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 help me. <laughs> Sunda. Sunda Raisin? We've been talking to him for four years. He's I just think of him beauty. as Dave Grohl now. You've put that in my mind and I've got it. Yeah, but you didn't even know Dave Grohl was till I told you. Yeah, Rich. but once I looked it up. He is a Dave Grohl lookalike. Yes, well, he is the voice of reason when it comes to cricket because he's very balanced and neutral. He travels all around the world talking about the great Great game. He's going to preview tomorrow's T20 match, Australia taking on the West Indies. Now, this is a lead-up to the World Cup. Mm. So that gets underway on October the 16th, I think. 16th, 17th. Yeah, around that time, middle of Six, October. Yep, I think October the 16th, um, because that's my mum's birthday. Ah. Yes, miss your mum. Uh, five o'clock, you ask, we deliver. Yes. How many requests have we had to get, now I hope Kerry's listening, and Annie. And Annie. Ebony O'Day will join us. Right. At five o'clock today, Port Adelaide AFL W Defender. And we're live and interactive, so we want you to... Uh, Release any frustrations you have. Express your views on 0427-154-166. And if they want to chat, Roach, what do they do? Well, they can call us because we do have a number, don't we? 0427-14166 for the text. And our open line is one three hundred seven three six seven three six. But you just hit the button on the app. That's what you do. You, then you get through yeah, straight away. A nice saver. Do you know how much work Benny does with the rundowns? You know, And they have the phone number there. Yes. All right. Yes. All right. Let's jump into it, Rich. Uh, let's go around the grounds. Um, a few deals done today. What happened to Carlton? They got Blake Akers, but they had to hand up a future third. There's a lot of futures being traded at the moment, mm. which is people speculative. Get, people get desperate. Yeah. How does that – well, the interesting Matt Randall's assessment of how futures – how people assess futures when you trade. Because you've got to guess where they're going to land in a year's time, don't you? Well, what your needs I don't are. think there's a lot of difference. Mm. Yeah, they're interesting. Yeah, I, I don't see an argument there. I think the bigger argument is that people want everything now. That's why they're giving away their futures, because their jobs are on the line, Roach. Indeed. Support so anyway, Blake Akers is in the big navy blue jumper of Carlton now. Well, let's hope he continues his good form, yep. because he resurrected his career after going from St Kilda to Frio. Then they lowballed him because they want money for... Luke Jackson. Mm, we'll get to that uh, very shortly. Uh, now, what was happening at North Melbourne? Well, they did a lot of futures because they got Griffin Logue and Darcy Tucker out of Fremantle along with their future third. Hold your hat. In return, Fremantle will get a future second, a future third, a future fourth. A lot of futures on the line here. <laughs> All right. So they're the deals that have been done. I apologise if we've missed any. Oh, look, there's another one that needs to be. It's not a trade deal. It's more, but it does influence the draft. Is Liam Jones, who we do know, couldn't play for Carlton this year because he wouldn't vax yep. and then moved out of the game and now was going back to his original club of the Western Bulldogs and Carlton put in their request for compensation and it looks like they're going to get it. A third-round yep. pick at 49. 49, that'll probably blow out a little bit. Now, we can update. This was yesterday. We know Bobby Hill's been done. We know yep. Tim Taranto's been done. Yep. Jaden Hunt, I think, was done this morning. I get confused if it was last night or this morning. Well, was that last night? Wasn't um, it? I think the paperwork was done today. Anyway, it's official now. He'll be playing for the West Coast Eagles. Mm. Uh, the Demons received a round three selection currently sitting at 52 in this year's AFL draft. Mm. And we know that Carl Amon's been done. All right, let's go to requests and speculation. Yes, a bit bubbling along. We like speculation. Um, North Melbourne, have they spoken to Zach Butters? They've spoken to his management. 
How'd that go? Apparently, because we're only hearing third-party views of this, that Zach Butters management said, thank you for the call. Zach is very happy at Port Adelaide, but ring again later on in the sense of when he's out of contract so we can use it as leverage against Port Adelaide. You see, that's how it works. <laughs> it does. You never say no because you want. I, I interviewed Adam Cooney yesterday, Kim, mm-hmm. and I said, all those times that Adelaide rang, what happened? No, I wasn't interested, but I made sure that the Western Bulldogs knew they were calling. Yeah, because well, you I, use it to leverage your contract. Well, exactly, and I think Adelaide helped make Matthew Pavlich a very rich man as well. Yeah, and, and hello to Scott Burns when he was at Collingwood too. <laughs> he used it to his advantage too. But why wouldn't you, Kim? All right. So another, what does Zach do? He sits there and he goes, I'm happy at Port, but I'm looking forward to when my next contract's up because he's going to be hot property again. I think he's going to have a cracking year next yep. year. Just get the body right, okay. like Connor Rosie as well, got his body right, right, and they start to fulfil their potential. Do you want to do the next call then? If Zach Butters has said no, where do they go next north? Because well, they're going to want a player, Kim. It's so obvious they're going to want a player. Well, I don't want to go down the Todd Marshall one. That's getting a – because Matt Randall brought it up yesterday. It's lateral logic, thinking. It's, that was good lateral thinking. It is logical for North Melbourne, but uh, highly, 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 highly unlikely to happen. So – to the point where they could mm. recontract Todd Marshall. They did earlier this year. Oh, you could add again to it. That's yeah. what I, I mean. Ooh, yes, wow. because when he did his deal, he was struggling. Mm, yeah, okay. Yeah, I get you. Well, yeah. he's got a lot more currency now than yeah, he had you, 12 get months ago. I get yeah. your point, yep. Uh, now, we're saying about the deals done. Uh, I apologise again because this is so fluid. But Aaron Francis to Sydney, has that happened? He has now formally requested a trade to Sydney. So after being linked to Port Adelaide, he has actually decided to take his chances at Sydney where he's not going to be high on the order of pecking order for defenders there, is he? There's a bit of a cue. He's a swing man, but I think what he needs is stability in his footy. Yeah. I think he's a better defender. He's not enormously tall, so he's in the same mould as the McCartan brothers. Mm. So he's saying he wants a change in the sense of change of city. That means then change of club along the way, mm. not just, you know, changing club in Melbourne. Well, management would have spoken to Sydney, so they're obviously keen. Yeah, clearly. You don't nominate someone that's not interested in you. Yeah. It's, it's interesting how, I just you know your sure word about sliding doors yeah. uh, yesterday. You think, when we do the long range view, they had a Lear a Lear. Now they're going to get our in front. Can, can you balance this out for me, please? Well, out of the two, yeah, well, that's what I'm being disrespectful. No, Alir Alir. Yeah, so but maybe sometimes Alir Alir needed a different club. Exactly right. Now Francis clearly needs yeah. a different club. and a different coach. Yes. Well done, Kenny. Don't yeah. text on Ken. All right. <laughs> hey, Zane Cordy, Western Bulldogs two. Boston Kilda's asking if they could grab him, so they're now they making need a move defenders. on him. Yep. I'm presuming they're looking at him as a defender. I would hope so, yes. Yeah, along with Dougal Howard. Yep. Yes, thanks for reminding me. You had a tall defender. <laughs> yes, I know that. <laughs> but he didn't want to play defence. We could do this about so every, every club, couldn't we? Oh. Uh, we're live and interactive. Uh, let's go to a couple of texts. We've got a few more to get through. Richie, Rich, Rich, you're doing a wonderful job. Oh, no, we've got to mention another one. I know, but I just thought I'd do some text to break it up. Oh, okay. Oh, you... I was going to mention Tip and Wooden. Wanting to make his comeback well, at Frio. I was going to save, save that one. Okay. All right. Well, yeah, we've done it. Do it again. <laughs> Anthony, Tim Woody wants to make his comeback to AFL footy and Fremantle's put up his hand to say, we'd like you to light up our attack because they need something in their attack. Still got plenty of footy left in him. He'd have to be in the right frame of mind and he needs to get fit.
that uh, half-baked attempt to come back last year when he's incredibly overweight did a disservice to everyone. So he's got plenty of time to get himself right. Here we go. A text from Joey. G'day, Joey. G'day, lads. Could Port Adelaide trade its future first-round pick to Sydney for their pick 14, then go to the trade pick 8, pick 14, and Riley Bonner for Jason Horn francis and a future fourth pick. Oh, a set of state knives oh, yeah, as well. They could. They could. What's in it for Sydney? Port Adelaide trade its first round pick to Sydney mm. for their pick 14. It's future first round. Well, that's only going to be yeah, – well, that should be around the same. I suppose it's a bit of a gamble. Yeah, Sydney a gamble. might bank on Port having another poor year. I wouldn't. Mm. Interesting. In- yeah, interesting one. There's plenty of different ideas going around. Uh, what gets Radigalia over the line? We really need him. That's Chris Won't from Wall Bay. Apparently. Andrew Mackey at Geelong's made it clear that he is keeping Radigalia at the Cattery at Cadinia Park. All right. Now, whether that is, you know, the bluff statement you get at the beginning to make Port Adelaide pony up, as Luke Beveridge says, we'll see. Let's hear from Andrew Mackey on Nasava Radigalia. Yeah, another good question. I yeah, we, we do love him. The, the Sarver's an interesting one. He um he switched to the. He's been a big part of you know we've we've um, put games into into Sarver and it's been a big part of our succession plan sort of forward of the footy. Um, albeit throughout the year as a bit of a circuit breaker, we threw him behind the ball and he showed some really good uh, really good signs as a as a key back, athletic and and did a good job. Clearly, blokes like Sav just want to. You know, six years into the system, want to start playing footy, um, and you know we've, we've had that discussion with him, um, and we continue to try and map out for him how that would look for him. He's a contracted player, um, yeah, and, and no doubt the coach does love him. We love him, um, but yeah, totally understand that he's trying to work out where he's going to play his footy. We're we're pretty clear on how that looks. Um, so um, yeah, that's where that one sits. So what does that mean? Well, that was a bit of 55 seconds of our life we'll never get back. But, uh, love you, so Andrew. yesterday but... he was firm. Mm. Radically is going nowhere. He's a required. Well, a... we've heard that a million times. Yeah, it's a bit wishy-washy now, isn't it? So what's he saying today and what will he say tomorrow? It gets down to the same old thing every time, Make Rich. us an offer we can't refuse. Yeah, if, the, if the price <laughs> is right. Yeah, okay. Uh, you're getting a bit of fan mail, Rooch. This one says, Roochie can tell you every breed of bird in the world, but after that, he's useless. That's uh, Ethel from <laughs> Ethelton. Good on you, Ethel. I've always thought Ethel's very, very astute. Is the Essendon Football Club astute at the moment, oh. Rooch? Now, they announced their new CEO, Andrew Thorburn, who's done very well in the business world, but has a few different beliefs uh, religious well, beliefs and social beliefs. Do we know really what his beliefs are? We know what church he belongs to, but what are his beliefs? That's well, the question. Uh, there's talk that he's been quoted as saying in the past, um, you know, there's uh, talk about, uh, well, I don't want to get anything litigious. Let, well, let's opposed, let, let's let supposedly opposed to abortion and issues of homosexuality that he's not comfortable yeah, with. Yeah, so homophobia there, we yeah. believe, allegedly. Does that cover us? Um this was interesting. He was on breakfast with Gary and Tim on SEN Breakfast this morning, and he was asked about his beliefs by Gary. How do you answer that if a, if a player was to come to you, male or female, yes. and say, listen, Andrew, you're the head of the organisation yes. that I play for, and I'm gay. Yes. Um, and, I, I have, a, I have and, an issue with this. And I would say thank you, uh, and I r- respect and care about you, and you're welcome in this organisation, and I want to hear what you think, and that to ensure that you feel safe and can speak out that. So I want people to know 
that who I am and how I lead and how I engage, that's what they should rely on, right? Now, when it comes to the church, um, I, I, I haven't read all of that um, um, because the Crichton Middle went on right. a bit, yeah. right? Yeah. But I haven't read it all. You're the chairman but, of? City on a Hill Church, yeah. right? Now, I just want to say, some of those go back to 2013. I wasn't even at the church. I've never heard these things expressed since my time. I've been on the board for two years, two years. Yeah. Um, but I also want to say that uh, I think, I mean, in, in the church, like any diverse society, there are very different views on all these matters. Right. I have different views on some matters, right? I'm not a pastor. My job as a, in a governance role is to make sure it's run well. I don't always agree with what's said. Sounds a I lot found, like Jeff Kennett, doesn't he? I found that interesting. So basically you're saying um, he should be judged on who I am and how I lead is the way I should be judged. So that could be a facade, though. No. Not necessarily no, what he believes, no, Kim, though, be, be not his values. Be, be fair here. Like I can look at myself and say, well, well I'm a member of the Catholic Church and mm. there are some aspects of the Catholic Church doctrine that I don't totally agree with. Mm. So how do we... Do we judge? Do we judge Andrew on the church he belongs to or on his own beliefs? Well, because they could his, be on, different on his own beliefs. Mm. I don't think he was really solid in explaining that. He used a good analogy. Far yeah. bad for me to judge uh, Rooch, but uh, it's such an issue <laughs> that Dan Andrews, when doing a press Ooh. conference, was the premier, he's a member, yeah, premier of uh, Victoria, was asked about the appointment and Andrew Thorburn's views. Those views are absolutely uh, appalling. I don't support those views. That kind of intolerance, that kind of hatred, bigotry is just wrong. Essendon Footy Club is about more than one person. And I'd encourage all Essendon members to renew their membership. And anyone who is a supporter but hasn't joined, well, you should join. There are many reasons to be somewhat disappointed Essendon supporter. But I don't appoint the CEO of the Essendon Footy Club or the CEO of any footy club. That's a matter for the board and uh, they'd be best placed to speak to you about that. Well, there you go. Andrew Thorburn, welcome to the spotlight of being a CEO of an AFL football club. We're going to take a break. Have we found out yet if Kevin Sheedy voted for it? Well, I'm not going down that track. Is he still on the board? (laughs) I assume he is. (laughs) It's 3.51. A Balfour's in one hand and your team colours in the other. Balfour's are for the game. Tomorrow's car is in stock today. Tech driver Hyundai Tucson turbo diesel all-wheel drive. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and The Roots. 56 on a Tuesday afternoon to run home. Thanks to Balfour's, no matter your club's colours, Balfour's are for the game. Just a reminder, Matt Rendell coming up at 4 o'clock at 4.30. Bharat Sundarasan, uh, cricket guru extraordinaire, and Ebony O'Day from the Port Adelaide AFLW program. A few texts coming through, Roach, after we were talking about uh, Andrew Thorburn, who's the Essendon CEO, and his religious beliefs. Here's a text it says, so he's a Christian and has Christian beliefs. So if he was Muslim with the same beliefs, no one would complain because of political correctness. We'll take that as a statement. Can open worms everywhere. Uh, yes, yep. I think yeah, well, I yep. think uh, we won't get into that too much. Uh, here's another text. Hi, Kimbo and Roots. Sorry I missed yesterday's show, so apologies if you've already spoken about this. But I would just like to point out part of players electing... Electing clubs is due to the club's coaches and staff. That being said, the port supporters that don't like Kenny should have a hard think about it. Find some brain cells and realise how good he actually is. That's Sebastian from SA. So someone supporting Kenny Hinckley. So I was reading that for the first time. And he does have a lot of support there. Yes, he does. Yeah. 
We've got a good track record with players too. Yeah, we give uh, the platform, we give everyone a chance to speak their mind, just like we do with Jeffrey from Salisbury. Hello, Jeff. How are you, boys? All right? Yeah, good. What do you got Hope for you us? keep warm. <laughs> it's a bit wet um, Yeah, well, what's that, sorry? It's a bit wet here at number one King William Street at the moment. Yeah, I'm actually working across the road. I'm uh, fitting out the My Centre. Oh, but, well uh, done. Yeah. Um, yeah, just rigging up a like, uh, when we were you're discussing Port's need for a tall 200 centimetre backman, yeah, I, I think he's sitting right in front of them. I think, like, um, you know, when when we had those injuries earlier in the year, and Dixon and uh, Finlayson had to go under the ruck, and it mm. just showed. You know, I think in the back of people's mind, myself included, I was a bit worried about Dixon's mobility with his ankle and stuff like that. But I reckon, uh, you know, he's one of the most skillful big fellas you go. His skills uh, is is elite as far as big men go. He kicks both feet. I reckon you make the perfect centre-half back going forward with a young forward line like Finn Lace and centre-half forward, Toddy full forward and Georgie in the pocket. And, you know, if we're picking up uh, the likes of um, Rioli, if Cosy gets fit, and you never know, uh, with Cosy next year, oh, I think our forward line will be speed with height. Sorry, I'd love to see Dixon down back at centre-half back. Oh, you're turning back the clock so, and reversing Tim Evans, are you? Tim Evans went from centre-half well, back well, to full forward. You want to put Charlie Dixon exactly full right. forward to centre-half back? I think you find a lot of older, a lot of older yeah. blokes do go back later in their years as they get a bit, not so much slower, but less mobile through injuries maybe, I don't know. So you'd rather, right, him, thanks, you'd rather him than uh, Finlayson in defence? I, I just think Finlayson's a, a bit aloof. You know, he's he's, a, he's very he's a bit like Todd Marshall. They just do these great little tap-ons and these little toe-pokes. They're very smart footballers, those two guys. And I don't think he's got the brawn and the bulk sort of thing. Whereas Dicko, he's just a big, big tank. And uh, I just and he's great. He turns on both feet really well. I just think he'd be awesome with his grabbing. Rather than... Because, you know, look, I've got so many photos in my phone of just... He just gets monstered up forward, never no. gets free kicks, and mm. they've got him in the headlights, like, walking him down the aisle after time, and the umpire still calls play on. Well, no. we'll, we'll wait, yeah, we'll wait and see. Yeah, we'll wait and see. Um, he's been good. He's been a good recruit. Hasn't peaked, but he had that terrible injury as well. So oh, we may 20, have... 2020 was a big year for him. All, All Australian. Australian. Yeah. yeah, and then got injured. Yeah. Mm. Uh, here's a text on Andrew Mackey Andrew Mackey is fishing, Port knows it and they will bite later in the trade period that's from Lindsay regarding Asava Radagalia alright it's 4 o'clock Rich. stack of texts coming through, we'll get to those shortly we're also going to hear more from Andrew Mackey from Geelong and uh, also Jason McCartney from GWS they're being monstered at the moment there might be a few going back their way an interesting lad from Melbourne, we'll talk about that mm. later yep. and uh Tim Lamb from the Melbourne Football Club as well on Brodie Grundy. It looks like that deal will be done sooner rather than later. Strangely, there was a report that Brodie Grundy is actually going to tear up his contract and take less money. I know, staggering, but that's the type of bloke he is. Oh, well done. Yeah. Yeah, Good to hear. Well, I'm glad to hear it's not all about money for everyone. Well. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I know. Well. Well, Yeah, but when you're talking a million bucks a year, I get you, Kim. Matt Randall coming up next. Four on a Tuesday afternoon, spring. We had it for a couple of days. It's been more like winter today. Take care on the roads. Uh, the rain has just disappeared momentarily, Roach. Uh, we are here thanks to Balfour's. No matter your club's colours, Balfour's are for the game. Time to talk to the list guru. He's doing 100 hours on air a week at the moment. Uh, he is in high demand. Matty Rendall. Hello, Matthew. 
Kimbo Ritchie, good afternoon. Now, you've been in this position before where clubs are full of absolute BS when it comes to this time of the year. And you could have Fremantle yeah. saying, there's no way in the world we are releasing Rory Lobb. Are they bluffing at the moment? Uh, yeah, they'd be bluff. That'd be a big bluff. Uh, look, they're going to lose. Oh. Um, they're going to lose Logue and take off. They'll, they'll get back that uh, future second and third that uh, AFL gave them, which is a bit disappointing for Logue. Uh, pick, I think he was pick seven in the draft. I really like him. They can't afford to lose him, but they'll lose him. Uh, so now they're saying they want to keep. Lob who's got a year to go. I just mm. can't see. This is second year in a row. I can't see that happening. I think uh, he normally gets his way. Uh, Colin Young, he's ma- the manager. Uh, the interesting thing is Colin Young manages Tucker. No, not Tucker. Lob Logue, and also the coach. <laughs> <laughs> he manages the coach and three of the four players who want to leave. So they're saying categorically. Peter Bell saying categorically, he's not going. Anywhere he's a required player, got a year to go of his contract. We think it's a, a bluff. So, what do they expect to well, get from him? What, what's reasonable? Well, what would get the deal done? Well, it's probably trying to get a better deal off uh, off off uh, Western Bulldogs. Mm. I would assume. Um, well, look, I haven't got the details in front of me. What Western Bulldogs could could hand over, um, but. Yeah, it does put him in a tricky place with only Tabana and a young kid who looks really good at miss as their key forwards. There might be someone else there I can't think of. I told you, well, they, well, actually, they have got another one there. Brennan Cox uh, played his junior footy as a key forward. He was so good down back, but he could actually go forward because they've got plenty of key defenders. So we're talking so, dominoes uh, here, Matt, whereby... No, but the, we need the Western well, Bulldogs to do the deal with Dunkley at Brisbane, yes. then have assets to throw to Fremantle. Yes, and they need they need the log pick to, for the for the Jackson deal. They need yeah. something there, don't they? Don't so we're, we're getting quite a chain of dominoes here now, aren't we? We've got yes, Dunkley. That's right. So that's why I think I spoke to you blokes. Yeah. I think it was you blokes. I spoke to a few. So who who do we need to? What do we need to happen first? Well, we need Logan and Lob to happen first, and um, I think that the Dunkley one's really interesting because. Um, well, actually, let's go back a bit further. We need the Bows deal to get done. Mm. So if uh. Bows ends up at um, at Brisbane, then they can hand over seven for Dunkley and it gets a few things moving. So maybe Bows is the cause and effect uh, deal here and he's got about four clubs chasing him for that $1.7 that he's owed. And you think that's a good deal for someone to take, is that right? Well, it's, um, it's good for Brisbane because they need it for Dunkley. Okay, and I think they'd be able to fit it in. Um, it, it's good for Geelong because they wanted to pick Jai Clark in the in the draft. Whether he gets to seven is oh, it's borderline, but he's a he's a Selwood clone. Um, so uh, and obviously Essendon and Hawthorne want Bose one because he's a good player to start with, but they've got a heap of room in their cap, and uh, Hawthorne are looking to rebuild. Uh, losing Gunston, going to lose Mitchell, I think, and and probably next year Wingard and, and O'Meara. So they're looking to rebuild um, or build his own team, Sam Mitchell and Essendon, just need something through the door and they'll have plenty of space. So really interesting to see where Bose ends up. Have you heard what Andrew Mackey had to say about Bose today? 
Oh, I haven't heard that. No? Uh, well, let's have, look, it goes for 50 seconds. Let's listen to Andrew Mackey from Geelong yep. talking about uh, Jack Bowes. I'm only new to the cave, Kane. I don't know how all this stuff plays out. But um, oh, I think, to be fair, we, we, uh, we've been aware of his playing attributes for a long time and, and something we've been on record to say this year, like our midfield, we're, we're aware that we'll need to transition that um, very soon and, and we're sort of making sure we're doing steps to do that. Um, now, clearly, we were linked with Hopper throughout the year, but um, in that same discussion was Jack Bowes. And so that, it goes back a fair way. And, um, you know, obviously, everyone's talking around the pick, pick link with that. We haven't even... With, with Gold Coast, the discussions have been... We're confident a trade could get done. Um, but the ins and outs of that, we haven't really discussed because there's no, there's no point talking about it until, you know, he chooses where he mm. wants to play his footy next all right, he didn't give us a lot there. What I can do, while he was no, talking, I checked yeah. out the Western Bulldogs. They've got picks 11, 30, 38 and 67. Mm, interesting, because they're not going to get 11 for Lob, um, 30-year-old, year to go. Um, he's, they've given him a three-year, I think, if I remember reading that somewhere. So, um, yeah, that might be uh, first round next year. It might be, you know, that you can have the 30 and... But they might say we want something else. So, um, but you reckon it'll get toys, done? I think the yeah, I think the, they need to get something in. Look, mm. the first uh, future second and third for Tucker and Logue next year doesn't get Jackson done. Mm. They've got thirteen, I think, for yeah, thirteen. They're going to need they're going to need make more than that for Jackson. So North Melbourne so, made the call to Zach Butters' management last night, asking if he wants to be part of the Jason Horn. Oh, did they? Horn. they yes, yes. And he, God, they they've would... got a million Butters in there. Oh, here we go. <laughs> oh, you said eight million <laughs> yesterday. <laughs> okay. So, they went Butters. So, yeah, well, they... I called Marshall. Yes. So clearly North are making it noted. They want a player mm. in the deal. So where's this one yeah. play out next? Well, there's... Some players with currency at port, isn't there? So I would say Dersma. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but they've got wings. Um, they've got halfbacks. Um, so that's intriguing about the Butters one. But, you know, Cunnington, two years to go. Um, and, and you know, we're assuming Cunnington's all right to play two years. That's, that's no certainty, even though they gave him a contract for two years. Mm. Uh, so they might want another tough inside mid. Well, he's that. Uh, he can go forward and cause some damage there too. They certainly need forwards. Um, who else are they? Marshall, obviously. Key forward. Uh, got two years of his contract. Butters has got how long to go in his contract? Uh, I'd have to look, Matt, but it, I would think... Yeah, you you, you sort of want to put... Yeah, he did tell. I think it might be only but a you, year. You want to put, but you want to put Horn Francis in with Butters, don't you? That's yeah. the reason. Oh, yeah, Horn yeah. Francis. But, but you understand the North's young, point. Young midfield. You know, understand but, North. But I can understand North, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Who else is uh, expendable there? Well, maybe Farrell. Uh, but do they, need a, do they need a wing? Probably not. Butters is um, end of 24. George definitely. But I'll, he wouldn't go to... Um, you know, to, he's more likely to go to WA than, than Victoria. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, and there's really no one in defence that they would... I mean, I'd love Lockie Jones, but he's not going anywhere. No, he's not. Um, and, and, you know, you've got Burton, Lear, Lear, McKenzie, Cleary, Jonas, you know, they're, they're uh, certainly on the other side right. of 28. So if North aren't going to be happy with two first-round draft picks, what's the sweetener? Yeah. 
Um, well, they go for a second rounder in there somewhere. Ooh. And whether it's a future Two second or, or, or this year, what have they got this year? Uh, well, what have Port it's, got? It's, well, the, the Port's got is, pick eight. Spoke about this shit. Pick 27 that they have through Carl Amon, and then they don't get involved again in the draft process until well, it's the gonna be fourth the 50 round, uh, which no, is 58 55 and, and 58. Yeah, 55 and 58, which is going to blow out even later. So they're going to have to throw this yeah. year's first, so it's future be, first, to be future something second. else. Yep. Um, it's going to have to be their future second. Mm-hmm. If there's no players involved, that's all they've got. Um, and you know what? I'm happy to do that. Because mm. I think their I think their future first is going to be way out the gate. I think it's going to be past fourteen. Matty, uh, I've got to year. jump in. I've got to jump in. Yep. Sorry, uh, and we got told off yesterday for talking over the top of you and one of your fan club. Uh, but we, <laughs> we won't get all these texts otherwise. Uh, now this one's come through from, from Lockie. Uh, boys, ask Matt if the Crows could trade Duday as a pre-agent who's yet to sign a contract extension. For the Bows pick seven, depending where he goes, so they could get Filippo or make a late charge at Jason Horn Francis. Uh, well, I don't think cap. the Horn Francis come. So, so Dode is not contracted beyond this is year. Is that what you're saying? He, he is. He's in the next year becomes his pre-agent, pre-agent year, year, pre-agency. Yeah. So he, he's got next year oh, and then he's okay, a free agent. Okay. Okay, so um, so that's Dode to Gold Coast Suns. They're saying for the Bose deal mm. would help the Bose deal. I like his thinking, this bloke. Yeah, like he's um, a big crow's man. But how do yeah, they how like do they absorb thinking. that contract? Well, no, can I just ask? Because this oh, was another. Yeah, well, this is a, sorry. This is a text Bowen, we had yesterday for you. Yeah, we had a text yesterday for you regarding Jack Bowes coming to Adelaide. Why wouldn't Adelaide get involved? They get pick seven. You were the one that said they could extend his eight hundred and fifty year over the two years yep. to four or five years to absorb that. Yep. Well, and given they were going to pay Rankin one point five up front to get a, a little bit of a yep. kitty for Jason Horn Francis, would you do the deal on Jack Bowes? Is he that good? Um. He's a really good player for him, and he slots in beautifully in defence or on a wing. Uh, but the Crows have got a few of them. But it depends how bad you want that pick seven to pick up a, a Philippou or or, um, or someone else they've got. It mm. depends how badly you want that player. Now, if you want that player, you'll do the deal. You'll fit it in. Mm. You'll get it done. Um, so they should be making inquiries if they've got someone they're really keen on as a local player, and I like the idea of the local player, does he get to seven? I'm not too familiar with the top ten. I haven't really done enough work on it yet. I know in the rankings, someone's uh, they've got him at two, Philippe, but he's not going to go in the top three, so I know that. So, um, but, it, but to go for the local talent, um, I, I like the idea of it. And, and you get Bo's end. Um, well... You don't even have to give away Dodo because they don't want it. <laughs> They're happy to give you pick seven and bows and take the money. You don't even actually give away a player. Hey, we've got to give you an easy one to finish with because we've got to get an ad break. We'll take this next text as a statement. It says, hey, boys, let Randall know that Port Adelaide are set to trade pick 27 to Melbourne for 33, 43 and 53. Hmm, interesting. Now, Roots asked... Oh, are they? Okay. Yeah, Roots. Mm. Uh, good move or bad move, that? Yes or no? Uh, what was the picks again to Melbourne? 27 to Melbourne for 33, 43 and 53. Yeah, uh, I haven't done the points in that, but it sounds like uh, a pretty good deal to me. That, All right. That'll still get um, a Rioli done, yeah. One yeah. really easy one in 30 seconds. This is Roach's question. If you if you were in charge at Port and the Crows, which player would you have, Rankin 
or Horn Francis? Who do you pick first? Oh, gee. <laughs> that's a damn hard question to answer. Um, look, I'm going to take Horn Francis because I spoke on the radio the other day about where would you spend your most money with your players in your team? And I said the big body men who can go forward and kick goals, yep. uh, a la Dangerfield, Fife, um, Dusty, uh, Bont and the likes, and that would be Horn Francis. Love uh, your work, Matty. Uh, we'll let you get back to work. We look forward to chatting to you tomorrow. I'm sure there'll be more surprises that we'll have mm. to talk about. Well played, Matty. Right, thanks, fellas. Matty Randall there. <laughs> we could talk to him for hours and hours. Uh, it'd be good to do it over a frothy roach, wouldn't it? Hey, Good idea. Get Let's the big, arrange it. Get the big fella over here in the Let's studio. All right, we've got to go to a break. A Balfour's in one hand and your team colours in the other. Balfour's are for the game. Tomorrow's car is in stock today. Tech driver Hyundai Tucson turbo diesel all-wheel drive. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and The Roots. 421, all our trade radio updates. Thanks to CMC Markets. Trade your way with CMC Markets. Visit cmcmarkets.com. Just a reminder, after 4.30, Bharat Sundarasan, global cricket guru, to preview tomorrow's T20 match. It's a warm-up match, Australia v Western Indies. And, of course, the World Cup gets underway October 16th, I think. Play New and, Zealand first, don't we? Yeah, Ebony O'Day after 5 o'clock by we, popular request. Have we got a bell to announce a trade's happened? Well, paperwork's been lodged. Ring, ring, ding! Well done. Dan McStay is now officially with the Collingwood Football Club, and we now await for the secret herbs and spices to declare what Brisbane gets as a compensation pick. What's your guess? Where does it fit, Kim? Is he a first-rounder? Carl Amon. No. Right. Is he a second-rounder? Well, Carl Amon had a better year than Dan McStay, but do you pay? we don't know the, the formula. Do they get more because... He's a key forward and they're harder to come by. Great question. It's not like he killed the pig this year. He's hot and cold. At times you could be forgiven for saying he looked a bit preoccupied. Oh, so the guess is that Collingwood will get pick 35. 35. Hmm. Well, that'd sit about right. I think Amon had a better year. There's a bit more upside. Uh, Here's a text coming through. Now, this is from Nick. Now, Nick, I won't be rude to you, but I would suggest your ears are possibly painted on. Ooh. They don't work. This one says, Dylan is so thick. <laughs> Bose is going to Geelong or Hawthorne. Uh. Now, Nick, with the painted on ears. <laughs> I said to Matt Rendell, we've had texts on this for a couple of days in regards to Bose and regards to Adelaide. If you're in charge, would you do this deal? Do you like this deal? It was a hypothetical to get an understanding of how he rates Bose. Hmm. All right? Right. So who's thick? Nick. Thick Nick. Very that good. rhymes. Very that good. rhymes. All right, here's another one. Has he got another hypothetical? Love you, Nikki. Uh, no, I'm just reading this one out. Uh, after that nice text in regards to support for Ken Hinckley, there's been a number of other texts supporting Ken as well. This one says, uh, if you guys want Jason Horn francis you have to be willing to pay up. Hello, I'd, it's a North Melbourne fan. I'd rather make the kids sit out next year Ooh. and just give him to Port. It has to be a win for both clubs, even though, in my opinion, nothing will replace Jason Horn francis with years draft or potentially ever. Butters in this year's and next year's first pick or this year and next year's first pick and a future second round, it's in Port's corner. That's from Steve. Hello, Steve. That's Steve the Kangaroo. Steve, when you put your name down, can you make it Steve the Kangaroo? Then we know that it is Steve. Or the coffee roaster. Yeah, Steve the Kangaroo. Uh, we need to go to another break, Roach. Okay. We're running late. Hit the button.
A Balfour's in one hand and your team colours in the other. Balfour's are for the game. Tomorrow's car is in stock today. Tech driver Hyundai Tucson turbo diesel all-wheel drive. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and the Roots. 4.29, Gary, me, Roots. Almost time for the 4.30 news. We're here thanks to Balfour's. No matter your club's colours, Balfour's are for the game. Hey, just confirming a text that came through earlier was spot on the money. The AFL House has just tweeted the paperwork's been lodged. Roach, Melbourne has traded picks 33, 43 and 53 to Port Adelaide for its round two selection, which is 27. What's that mean for West Coast? Well, they're going to have to take 33 now instead of 27. You got your calculator for nearby? Rioli. So 27 is worth 703 points. Oh, hang on. Let me turn my right. phone, phone on, Rich. Hang on. Well, write hang them on. down first no, for hang me. On. Just, hang on. you've got on, the pen, on. I have Give it to me. So 27 is worth 703. 703, yeah. Okay. So Port is getting 33, which is worth 563. Oh, fair dinkum, Rich. I can't do it. Uh, i got We've got someone else doing it. 563. Then they're getting 43, which is worth 378. And they're getting 53, which is worth 233. I dare say Porter in front. Well, that's why they, they would have done it. Linesy? All right, so why did Melbourne do it? Right, well, give me that piece of paper and I'll do some quick maths <laughs> here. So 703 goes out and Port Adelaide's getting about 1,000 points in. Quarter ahead, All right. in theory, by the draft value. Okay, index. what's Melbourne's logic there? Well, clearly they have another deal in place, don't they? Where they need the pick 27. Yeah. So yes. they're prepared to forego the uh, All points. right, hey, I want to leave you with this one. Damien Barrett, the Purple Warrior, yes. is reporting yes. that Port are going to pay. Mm. Now, we touched on this before we went on air. We haven't spoken about it. Jason Horn francis 800000 a year, 800000 a year on a seven-year deal after next year because his salary can't move. Well, that's that's what you do now. You pay for potential. If Rankin's in the 800 range for five years, Horn France has got to be in the 800 range as well. But well, seven years but is No, no, no. Well, I think point. you can debate that um, Isaac Rankin showed a fair bit this year. No, I'm talking about yeah. pay scales. Yeah. Uh, now, this is from Brad. Mm. He said, um, this guy's done nothing, mm. exclamation mark, and we are going to cripple our future draft prospects and oh, cap goodness. when we know we can get him next year anyway. Well, you're still going to have to pay for him. Yeah, exactly. You're still going to have to pay <laughs> those type his, of dollars. His salary demands aren't going to change next year, are they? Interesting, Rooch. I wouldn't mm. have thought so. 432. A Balfour's in one hand and your team colours in the other. Balfour's are for the game. Tomorrow's car is in stock today. Tech driver Hyundai Tucson turbo diesel all-wheel drive. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and the Roots. Nearly 4.36 on a Tuesday afternoon. We're here thanks to Balfour's. No matter your club's colours, Balfour's are for the game. We appreciate their support. Coming up after 5 o'clock, Port Adelaide AFLW Journey Woman. Ebony O'Day by popular demand. Started at Norwood. Started at Adelaide Uni, in fact. Indeed. Drafted to GWS. Then went to Collingwood. And then, and now, at Port Adelaide. Looking forward to that chat. As we are, our next chat. He's known as a global cricket guru, or the Dave Grohl lookalike. Barat Sundarasan joins us. Barat, great to have you back on. Thank you so much, guys. Yeah, I've, I've been uh, milking that Dave Grohl comparison <laughs> made a few months ago. Good. And uh, yeah, and every time there was a period, uh, uh, most bookshops had his book on the window. And I used to walk past and <laughs> kind of 
stand for a couple of seconds just so wow. that so if if anyone wanted a picture wow. of me. <laughs> now, Barrett, now you've got to tell us, did it fool the Pakistani frontier guards? Uh, I'm not getting into that. <laughs> no? But you did tour recently there. How did it go? I did. Oh, it was quite... I mean, it, it was one of the most incredible tours of my... Cricket tours yeah. of my... Uh, Career, honestly, uh, I never thought I'd get there. Yeah. And uh, you know, after I'm sure you guys would have seen the hassle with the visa, I finally did. And mm. yes, yeah, mom, I, I was completely mind blown. Yeah, I mean, to uh, go that far and to be on the other side of the border, yeah, uh, it, it was, yeah, I mean, look, the security was of another level, but yeah. I made the most of uh, just looking local and I did sneak out away from the security presence and oh, I saw yeah. a lot of. Uh, Lahore and Karachi met a lot of Great locals, cities. and it, it, yeah, and it felt like I was home. Really, mm. it felt like I was back in India, and at some level, but also uh, you always knew that uh, you're an outsider. All good fun. Mm, good. All righty. Before we preview tomorrow's game at uh, Metricon Stadium between Australia and the West Indies, news coming out today. We've known for about a month, or well, this has been circulating, but it's been confirmed that Tim Payne mm. will make his comeback for Tasmania in their Shield game against Queensland. Your thoughts on that, Barat? Uh, a 37-year-old former Australian captain involved in that, for the use of a better phrase, sex scandal. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm just glad that uh, Tim Payne gets to write this final chapter of his career the, mm. uh, with his own hands. I mean, the way he would have wanted to. Mm. Yes, we all know, you know, just just a year away, um, you know, he was preparing for uh, his first ever uh, Ashes at home as captain. And then we all know how things panned out. Uh, and, and yeah, I think it's fair. I think he did has done a lot of good for Australian cricket after 2018 and uh, all the drama of Cape Town. Uh, so I think it's only fair that he, he, he gets to, yeah, I mean, just actually ride off into the sunset uh, and we hear that his book is coming out as well later this month where he has uh, addressed uh, apparently a lot about, uh, you know, the scandal that he spoke about and what happened and how he dealt with it. And we've heard some, I mean, uh, I remember while while I was on the Pakistan tour, hearing about people from people close to him that he wasn't doing too well, uh, you know, mm. with his mental health and just to where he was. But it's good to see him fit. Uh, I saw some uh, clips of him wicket-keeping in a, in a local game in Tazi a couple of days back. Um, yeah, and, and which also means that he'll be in Adelaide in a couple of weeks' time. So uh, when uh, the Redbacks take on Tasmania, I think it's the Adelaide Oval. Uh, so, yeah, I think... I'm happy for him in many ways. Yeah, we wish him all the best too and good luck with the book sales. I'm not sure if there's a picture section in there. Be careful. Let's have a look at this. West Indies v Australia. Uh, the West Indies making up the numbers in T20 cricket? It's a, uh, For the first time in many, many years, it's a West Indies team without those familiar names, right? In this format, that is no Gale, no Brower, no Pollard, no Andre mm. Russell. Uh, a few proven performers uh, when you think of the league cricket uh, scenario around the world when it comes to T20 cricket. Uh, Nicholas Puran and uh, Sheldon Cottles back in the side. Uh, and Roman Powell's been around for a while. But th- there are a lot of unknowns about this West Indies team. Um, on paper, they don't look uh, as strong as they generally do in this format. Uh, but you can never rule, rule them out. But, you know, great for Australia. I mean, the Perfect warm-up, you would think, uh, two against uh, these big-hitting West Indians, and they have three games against England. Uh, uh, an official World Cup warm-up against India right before they head to the SCG to face New Zealand. Uh, they couldn't have asked for a better build-up to that World Cup campaign or World Cup defence. Uh, 
but yeah, I mean, never write a West Indian team off in this format. Uh, but uh, unlike in the past, there are a lot of question marks or a lot of questions about uh, their identities in some cases. Mm. So, Barrett, give us your rankings for this World Cup. Uh, it's a it's going to be a tough one, uh, you know, especially because there is this anonymity around T20 cricket in Australia. Yeah. Uh, because the big bash in, big bash hasn't attracted some really big names uh, or the who's who of T20 cricket in many years now, and yeah. because a lot of the key Australian players haven't played much BBL either, as you well know, uh, David Warner's played what three games in the last eight nine years. Uh, a lot of records and numbers and stats of T20 cricket in Australia. If you leave the hands, not many T20 internationals that get played here uh, are based on a lot of good uh, domestic cricketers and what they've done in that format. Right. Uh, so I think there are a, a, a lot of unknowns when, when you talk about T20 cricket here. So uh, maybe Australia starts as favourite just because they are World Cup champions and they know the conditions mm. maybe better than most. Uh, but India seem to have finally found their mojo in this format, just the way they started batting. The loss of Jasprit Bumrah is a huge blow, though. Uh, that kind of really does dent their campaign, or even their prospects, you would think. Uh, like I said, West Indies, you never know. I mean, there are so many guys who could just emerge and turn games on its head. Uh, and also for Australia, I think the emergence of Tim David, uh, that mm -hmm. X-factor player in the middle order. And who knows? I mean, as of now, Cam Green isn't in the squad. Uh, but there are still a few injury concerns over Marcus Stoinis and Mitchell Marsh will only bat be here in this one day CR in this series against West Indies. Uh, so who knows? Maybe Cam Green comes in. So Australia should start favourite, uh, and, and then you have England as well. And we'll get a good look at England uh, over the next uh, couple of weeks before the World Cup starts. You just mentioned Cam Green. Has he surprised you in recent weeks? Oh, I, I very much so. Uh, having said that, having been fortunate enough to follow the Cam Green journey right from Sheffield Shield cricket, the Adelaide hub, you remember, two years ago, uh, and just how his batting and bowling developed in test cricket, series after series, almost spell after spell, uh, the way he bowled during the Ashes, the way he batted in Sri Lanka uh, on those rank turners in Gaul, especially in the first test, just told you why he was earmarked as this next big thing uh, in many more ways than one. Uh, but, you know, he's always had the shots. Uh, he took his time to find that tempo in Test cricket, uh, but you know, I don't think people expected him to take to T20 cricket the way he has, especially mm. in a role that he had never played in before as opener. Uh, and now we know why Greg Chappell was so excited when he saw him for the first time and why everyone's been excited yeah. by the, uh, the phenomenon of Cam Green. Uh, there's already a lot of talk about him making a lot of IPL money. Uh, which is only a good thing uh, in today's day and age. Uh, yeah, so Australia would have sort of hoped that this is, uh, they would have seen this Cam Green a few months ago uh, so that they could have just drafted him into that squad. Uh, but he's just one injury away from making a big impact, you'd think. But you spoke about the conditions. How do we read them in October, particularly when this weekend we've just seen the drop-ins put in at Adelaide Oval? So how do we take them uh, into consideration? Uh, you think they will be fresh. They will be fresh uh, like we've seen even with Shield cricket uh, at this time of the year. Uh, but having said that, we've, we've seen in ICC tournaments in the last few years, you just think back to that 2015-2015 World Cup. Even though those games were played much later in the summer, I think they would just, the World Cup started in February on that occasion. Uh, you generally see the pitches being flatter. Uh, you know, once it's ICC tournaments and, you know, because the focus is on a, a lot more runs and a lot more sixes as we've seen. Uh, but again, it adds to the whole uh, 
I think the intrigue around uh, the shortest format uh, in Australia, which is kind of sub- ironic as well, considering you you count Australia as the big three of world cricket. Um, so yeah, I mean, there's a lot to look forward to, and uh, that's what I think makes this World Cup more exciting than. Uh, the few we've seen played out in the subcontinent. Yeah, we think it's going to be a cracker. So the lead-up game starts tomorrow night, 6.40 Adelaide time at Metricon Stadium, where Australia takes on the West Indies. A quick tip? Um, I think, I I don't know whether you guys have heard, Shimron Hetman isn't part of the West Indies squad because he missed the flight. Uh, And, (laughs) I mean, they asked him, they got him on a flight on October 1st, but he refused to take it for family reasons. They booked him out again on October 3rd to fly out of the Caribbean and he just refused to board the flight. So he's been left out uh, much, and which also means that West Indies have lost one other senior player. So Australia starts favourites for sure. Uh, and now with David Warner back as well. Uh, and I just get a feeling that we're going to see the best of Tim David in the next few few weeks leading into that World Cup, uh, which is again leads into Australia starting off as favourites once the World Cup begins. Brett, always great to uh, chat to you. You're incredibly informative. We hope we can do it right throughout the uh, World Cup, which is starting October the 16th. Thanks for your time today. No worries at all, guys. Have a great evening. There he is, the Dave Grohl lookalike, Bharat Sundarasan, who now resides or has for some time here in South Australia, Rich. Smart man. Yeah, travels the world, known as the global cricket, cricket guru. Sorry. Reading a text here, I'm going to save it for the other side. This is for the Port supporters and the naysayers, the ones that don't want to pay too much for Jason Horn Francis. Dave from Semaphore has a, a very good view, a solid view on this. Right. We'll read that one next. A Balfour's in one hand and your team colours in the other. Balfour's are for the game. Tomorrow's car is in stock today. Tech driver Hyundai Tucson, turbo diesel, all-wheel drive. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and the Woods. Nearly 4.52, we're here thanks to Balfour's. No matter your club's colours, Balfour's are for the game and we're live from Studio Lumo SA. That text before we get to a caller, Rooch, from Dave from Semaphore. He's a port man, he has this to say. Hi, Kimbo and Rooch. I can't believe some of the texts and calls you get and I shake my head, exclamation mark. <laughs> Since Port joined the AFL, we have never had that superstar general in the middle and Buckley was probably the last one we ever had. This is our chance to finally have our version of a Fife or Crips, etc. So if you have to pay overs, so be it. Just do the bloody deal. Ooh. Full stop. Exclamation mark. Yeah, sometimes you can get a little scared to succeed. Uh, you've just got to jump yes. in, bite the bite the bullet, and I think Port will do that. Let's go to the phones, Roach. Our good friend John at Port Augusta. How are you? Johnny boy. Hello, Michael. Anyway, What's I've happened to your voice, Colin. John? I've got a cold, I've got a cold, not great, it's gone. But uh, just some thoughts on uh, my summer patch that you make to Lord Armand Valkyrie event. And uh, just some thoughts on the World Cup coming up. Um, I'd get Cameron Green in the squad. Yeah, he's and, in the squad. And he's in the squad. Yeah, he's, he's in the squad, yeah. I'd play him because I think Gregory Stevens, Chapley knows a thing to about a great game. So he's going to be a watch of the generation. And there's an argument that he could be Australia's best all-rounder since the late great Keith Miller in the 1960s. We haven't had that many great all-rounders, traditionally. I mean, blue chip, we get a game of battle and or ball. Um, okay. uh, what else you got? Uh, and I wouldn't play Aaron Finch. I mean, it's not like the English system where you pick the best captain, like they did with Mike Brilli years ago. 
like really a long, long time ago and all the rest of it. Yeah, so um, he's out of form, he's struggling. I dropped him and um, I played. That's a good question. Controversial? Yes. I know the late, great Shane Warren, the late, great Shane Warren and Ian Chappell have always said that Dave Warner's got as good a cricket brain as anybody in that squad. Yeah, but they're not allowed to pick him so, as a leader. Time to forgive, me. I know that. Well, well, Steve Smith, Steve Smith gets forgiven, doesn't he? So <laughs> oh, here we go. Here's John. <laughs> he's got his obvious again. Uh, oh, it's an interesting one. You didn't miss the opportunity, did you, John? <laughs> Good on you, Tommy. <laughs> oh, hey, Johnny, go and, re- <laughs> go and rest that throat, all right? Uh, Johnny yeah, from Port Augusta. Uh, Port Augusta are right there, John. Hey, um, Roach, a text coming through uh, after we've just heard Damien Barrett saying that uh, Port Adelaide are going to give a seven-year deal to Jason Horn francis at $800,000 a year. Here's a text. The Volcano... You'll go ballistic. Is gonna lose it, <laughs> hearing a seven-year deal <laughs> at Port. Talking of losing it and uh, Kano, it was interesting. I think it was this morning's show. He had a, uh, some strong comments to make on North Melbourne. Some were valid. Have a listen to this, Roach. After Alistair Clarkson's appointment on August 19th, she um, was just about to start the longest victory lap of all time, and she tweeted the face of a woman who doesn't need a plan B. Well, not only do we need a plan B at North Melbourne, we need a plan C, D, F and E. The situation that the North Melbourne Football Club, I can't remember a worse one for any AFL club and largely, clearly not all of that responsibility is on Sonia Hood and North Melbourne. But where to now? No CEO, no coach, no spokesperson for the football club after Sonia herself has gone really quiet after that victory lap. No recruiters. One of the worst lists in AFL history. Two wins and a percentage of 55. And now, to add further salt into the wound, the number one pick, the only number one pick the club has ever had, Jason Horn francis is walking out just one year in. So not only do we need a plan B, we need C, D, F and E. CD, Short memory. Um, Short memory. Sonia Hood, there's a due process in regards to what you can and can't say now. Yeah, well, one, fair, any, fair any team that got Alistair Clarkson would have been on top of every roof in their neighbourhood parading mm. because that was a major get. That was a good one for North Melbourne at a time when their supporters had been smashed. Now, I seem to remember Port wasn't in a great spot around 2010, 2011, 2012. Okay, I'm not going to do the comparison of lists, but Port was a mess mm. in debt at risk of being run out of the AFL or at least having their licence renamed. I feel for Sonia Wood because a month ago you you would be doing a victory lap in signing Alistair Clarkson and nowhere did anyone know this was coming. Well, with the exception of some people at Hawthorne yeah, who well, probably haven't done Alistair Clarkson any favours by doing a report half-baked. Can I say that? Half-baked mm-hmm. because they haven't interviewed half the people they should. And how it ever gets released when it is a half-baked report and can go word for word through the media is disgraceful. And now we've got Workplace Victoria looking into it. Oh, naturally. Hopefully yeah, we get a defin- definitive yeah. answer there. Uh, look, it has been a messy 12 months for North Melbourne. There's no doubt about that. Yeah. I wouldn't be as harsh on Sonia Hood as some people have. What I did notice, though, was that our good friend Kano, and we're a team here, did seem to struggle with the alphabet twice. A, B, C, D, F and E. Yes, what are we going to do about this? Well, we've en- enlisted the help of Sesame Street and Big Bird to help Kano oh, out. Oh, no expense.
Don't say we don't do anything for you, Kano. A, B, C, D, E, F. Okay. Wait till we make a mistake, Kim. Hey, there's plenty of those. Uh, Steve the Kangaroo, he's changed his name and he's even got the emoji of the kangaroo. Good on you, Steve. Uh, You're our favourite, Steve. Uh, That's a great text from David. He said, one thing in common, none of those gentlemen have won an AFL premiership. Yeah, well, that's true. Uh, here's another one. Hi, guys. One player won't win you a flag. No. Need the right team. I think someone's being funny here. I only read them. Hi, guys. Port Powers AFLW mission statement has been updated to state our aim is to kick three goals within the first five showdowns. Thanks from Glenn. Mm. <laughs> he got a bit of a giggle yesterday. He's come back for a second serve. Uh, what have we got here? Uh, Clickbait Corns doesn't even know the... Oh, Alpha Blade. We had a little bit of fun there. <laughs> um, okay. Speaking of Port Adelaide AFLW, who's joining us next? Uh, Ebony O'Day. Good. By popular demand. Very much so. Kerry's asked, Anne's asked, a few other people as well. Uh, now, someone says, who are they referring to here? They say, oh, to that text, that guy's a nut. What? Uh, you do not sell the farm to get one player. Fife and Bucks have something in common. No flags. Squads win flags, not individual. And you do not, capital letters, Give up two firsts and a gun for one player. Stupidity at its highest level. Um, so, so we've got the Crows fans going ballistic that they seem to be inactive, bar for Isaac Rankin, and we've got the Port Adelaide fans going ballistic because they've gone full bore for a number one draft pick. How do you please people? It's hard to please everyone. Mm. Mike Dobbins even sent through a text about Kane's... He, he, wouldn't, uh, be out, he wouldn't be outside today, though, would he? No, about Kane's alphabet. Deary me. We love you, Kano. All right, we're going to go... <laughs> to, <laughs> he might have done it deliberately. There might be a strategy there. There may be. I'm not sure. But thank you to Big Bird anyway. Just after 5 o'clock, Kimbo and Louis with you on a Tuesday afternoon. A little wet and windy out there at the moment. We are live from Studio Lumo SA, all thanks to Hyundai. You can tech drive a Hyundai Tucson Turbo Diesel all-wheel drive. Today, they are ripping cars. So's our next guest. We've read a lot about her. We've heard a lot about her. We've had people requesting that we get her on the show, Rooch, and it's finally happening. Port Adelaide AFLW star Ebony O'Day. Hello, Ebs. How are you? Hey guys, I'm very well, thank you. How are you? We've been looking forward to this. You've got a fan club out there. We've had requests for us to get you on. <laughs> well, that's nice to hear. But <laughs> no pressure. Hey, we'll get to Friday night's game eventually, but uh, we want to have Let's a chat to you. Let's delay that as much as we can. Yeah, please, exactly. Um, we want to have a chat to you. You've had the fair journey already at such a young age. GWS Collingwood, Port Adelaide, but you're a Barossa girl. Take us back to the start and tell us about your family and your love of footy. Yeah, no, I went the long way around. You got those three clubs right, and I did start here with Adelaide Uni at local and Norwood in the Sandfall before I went to Giants. Um, but, yeah, I started playing when I was about 17 after I moved oh. up from Barossa and was part-time in the, the city, playing with the local there. But, yeah, home is Sprankton near Barossa Valley. i got mum and dad, a twin sister and an older brother. So 17 is an interesting starting point. Mm. Most of the time we're talking to... Players who were there as kids at Auskick and then stopped at 12 and then found the game again because of AFLW. Why 17, Ebony? 
Oh, I just saw it that they had it at Adelaide Uni. It wasn't a thing in Brossa. There was no okay. women's football at the time. There is now in the league. But I saw it on the sports list and thought, oh, I'll give that a crack. And it was great fun. So I stuck with it. Now, what were you studying at uni? Um, I was in year 12 at the time. But I was just doing a little bit of uh, chemistry up there. So I was driving up a couple of days a week anyway. So I thought Chem- I'll try chemistry. and pack on some, some extras. What was the attraction yeah, to like chemistry? <laughs> I just loved it the whole way through school. And yeah, no, just... Good, good fun. <laughs> All right. So then you, you're playing locally here. Did you end up at Norwood? Yeah, I did. So that was the first ever year of the, the Sandfall. They did a bit of a draft type thing out of the local clubs and, yeah, stuck at Norwood for a few seasons. And how did GWS get involved? Um, I had actually trialled for them the year before I got picked there and didn't didn't hear back. They didn't want me the first time around, but I had a, a coach from local football over here who ended up as an assistant coach over there and we'd had a few Adelaide Uni girls um, get contracts there. And I'd been there and trialled and eventually they had some interest, so I got picked up with the, the very last pick of the draft, I think that was 2019. <laughs> so then you go to Collingwood and there's a familiar face as coach, isn't there? The same coach you had at Norwood. How did that go? That's correct. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Nah, um, that was the the shoe in the door. Um, I did get delisted from GWS after yeah. that first season, um, but Steve had had me at Nord for a few years, and I'd popped back and played a couple of games after the the first season. I was on an AFLW list, and when he got that gig, that was a, a bit of a shoe in. He gave me a, a buzz, and we had a, had a chat, sent over my footage, and it was actually still a surprise on draft day. I didn't know they were taking me, but yeah, got in. Now, did they rate you at Collingwood, or did they give you a hard time there? Oh, a bit of both. I mean, I was on and off. I was a emergency or a bench rider a bit on game days, but did get certainly the, the start off to my AFLW career. And it was a fantastic experience yeah, overall with okay. a lot of great people, but perhaps not the on-field opportunities yeah, okay. at all times. Now, I hope this is a compliment, but everyone refers to you as quirky. And you yeah. refer to yourself as a weird unit, <laughs> A weird you? unit, yes. I've read that as well. Explain the, the methodology between the numbers you select at your football clubs. You're wearing two now, you're wearing 50 at Collingwood. Yeah, I think I was number 314 at Adelaide Uni as well. So I've had a <laughs> bit of a, a wild ride with the numbers. But 50 at Collingwood, I, I t- took the highest number to try and get an end locker. And number two at Port Adelaide is the lowest you can have because number one captain. is obviously the captain. So highest or lowest to try and get an end locker, which has backfired spectacularly with Port Adelaide putting the, the captain in the middle of the room with number one. So... I'm right in the thick of it there, but... <laughs> yeah, but the logic at getting at the end of the lockers is so that you won't be interrupted yeah. when you're playing on your Rubik's Cube. Is that correct? <laughs> yeah, more or less. It's a little bit quieter towards the end. You get your own space, but <laughs> yeah. Do you think you can give us a quick lesson on the Rubik's Cube for all of us who have tried and never got there? <laughs> you can you can YouTube it. I promise it's not as hard to learn as you might, might think it is, but... You got to do it in layers. So people love to get one face when they're yeah. trying to do it for the first time, but they all have to go in the right spot. So you got to do the whole first layer, so the bottom row of every side and the the face as well. Now let's get back to this quirkiness and weirdness. Um, we spoke to Ange Foley last week, and we let her know that she's got a world record as the first player in the AFLW to be reported for staging. <laughs> Not that she's that proud of it, but you have a world record as well. Yeah, I do. Got a yeah, bit of a. A weird one with the, the unicycling. And what did you what did you actually have to do to get a world record on uni, unicycling? Uh, so it's called platform long jump. It's the longest jump between two platforms. So stack of pallets, you just sort of ride up as fast as you can, jump as far <laughs> as you can. I got about two point five meters and 
try and land on the other side. I love mm. it. Where do you want to end up in life? <laughs> I don't know. I do love my, my science still. So I, I do work part-time at a hospital as well. I'd love to maybe one day do medicine or something similar down the track after footy. Now, Ebony, you got completely cleaned up in the secret trial game at the start of the year. And then we were all surprised to see you play in round one. How did you do it? Oh, it was um, a, a punctured lung from a marking oh. contest. I just got kneed in the back. I feel like it sounds a lot worse than it is. It's really not that bad. Oh. Uh, but obviously kept kept playing for a little while and every time I got tackled I could take less of a breath in so it was yeah. a bit of a heads up that something was up but yeah got back within a few weeks so happy days. Alright we're nearly at the now and we'll get into last Friday but uh, your first thoughts when going to Port Adelaide I heard you were very impressed by the female representation in management mm. Yeah that was certainly a big inviting factor and also the, the coming home and being part of a brand new inaugural team and building something from the very start was a few of the inviting uh, things on the, the agenda there, but the players that they'd already signed and were looking to sign uh, very early on also just had me very interested. Everything looked very positive, and it was a pretty easy decision in the end. So you've been in three programs now. How is Port Adelaide stacking up compared to GWS and Collingwood? Yeah, it's outstanding. I'm probably a bit biased just getting the, the opportunities that I am getting here makes everything feel even better, but I just couldn't. I don't have a bad word to say. It's just been so outstanding. The players, the coaches, the facilities, everything's mm. just been incredible. So, Ebony, tell us about Friday night. First, the event. Mm. Second, the result. I dare say they are wide apart, your emotions on both. Yeah, you're not wrong. I mean, the event was incredible and the atmosphere was outstanding. It was so loud. You could hardly hear a thing. Obviously, I've played for a few seasons now, but that's the biggest and loudest crowd I've been in front of by a long shot, especially for a couple of girls that we had making their debut. That would have been insane. But yeah, the result is very disappointing for us, naturally. Um, and we're not focusing on the result. We're not taking our focus on the, the learnings. And there were some positives to come out of the game, but a lot to learn from such an experienced team in the Adelaide Crows. And yeah. So what, it, what, what would you pinpoint the difference being? Is it, is it the experience, as you mentioned? Yeah, I think that's a big part of it and just the, the connection that they have as a team, having mm. been together for seven seasons versus a team that we've played six games together now. So, yeah, a big difference there and we know we'll continue to build. So have you dealt with that game now before you prepare to take on the Hawks? We have. Like I said, there's a, a lot of learnings and we've done our reviews on that game, but it's on to the next now and well and truly into preparation for this Saturday night. Yeah, yep. the Hawks are up and about. They won two in two a row. row. Ebony, we read where mm. you're a defender who wants to be a midfielder. When mm. you go into the starting rotations and you find Ebony Marinoff next year, how do you find that as a challenge? Yeah, a little bit, a uh, bit of a challenge, that one for sure. She's a very fit player and gets a lot of the footy and is yeah very hard to get in front of. So I wasn't um, too thrilled with how I pulled off that role and obviously I moved back into the, the back line for the second half of the game there, which was more comfortable, a lot more what I've done this season, but... Yeah, tagging in the midfield is still something that uh, I'm interested in. It's something I've done in the past, but I know I can play a role down back now as well, which is great. Ebbs, take us out there. Was there any lip or chatter between the two sides? Uh, well, it was so loud you could hardly hear. So <laughs> I don't think I had anything directed at me, but I wouldn't have been able to hear any sledges thrown more than five metres away, I don't think. So how do you want to finish this year? It's, it's Clearly you've got some goals in mind. What's to be done for the rest of the season? 
we want to get more wins on the board. We want to be a competitive side and just continue to, to build and get more consistency, especially with our young players, just getting more games under their belt. And we've shown throughout all of our games good patches and some good moments. So if we can get that done more often and give four good quarters more often, um, we'll be very happy with the a good end to the season and a couple more wins, we hope. Well, Ebony, it's an absolute delight to finally get you on the show. Hopefully it won't be the last time. We look forward to Saturday night, I think it's 6.40 Adelaide time at Skybus Stadium when you take on the Hawks and hopefully bring their two-game winning streak to an end. Yeah, hopefully. Thanks very much, guys. Thanks, Thanks for having me. Thanks for having on you, Ebony. Uh, what an absolute uh, ripper. That's a fair journey. And um, I always feel weird. We don't think twice about it when we ask a male how old he is. But Ebony, 20... Three, three, isn't she? 23, yeah. 24. Yeah, she's got a long career in front of her. The yeah. way she plays as a manic defender, she'll be there for a while. And uh, already been to three clubs. Great story. And mm. didn't start the game till the age of 17. It's which, remarkable, isn't which it? Which has happened to a lot yep. of the girls' reach. And that's why the one's coming through exactly. now. That's why in the next five years, this will go gangbusters, the AFLW, yeah. in terms and of the quality. So you look at a, an Ebony Marinoff, who is an Oz kicker, who never stopped playing. Mm. Hence why she's such an accomplished player. Once we get that next generation through that follows the same path, all the critics of AFLW will just be put back in their boxes shortly. Well, hopefully. Mm. Uh, This is The Run Home. It's brought to you by Balfour's. No matter your club's colours, Balfour's are for the game. A Balfour's in one hand and your team colours in the other. Balfour's are for the game. Tomorrow's car is in stock today. Tech driver Hyundai Tucson turbo diesel all-wheel drive. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and The Roots. The Run Home, 5.18. I'll be driving home. And if you're looking to get a new vehicle, tomorrow's car is in stock today. Roots, tech drive at Hyundai Tucson Turbo Diesel all-wheel drive. Uh, that should have been a Hyundai, not at. My apologies. Threw an extra letter in there, Roots, getting late in the day. Uh, good chat with Ebby. Here's a text saying, on your Ebbs with a love heart. And then another one that says, I can't wait for Annie to ring in and tell us that she's known Ebbs and how much she loves her for the 48th time. Oh, oh I'll take it. I'll take on. it. Yeah, you've got to be loud and proud. Look, yeah. I race around the world telling people I'm friends with the Roach. You know, when you find a decent human. That's very kind of you. Yeah, my nose is getting longer by the second. <laughs> All these people, here's a text, saying, don't <laughs> trade this, don't do that, yes. are probably the same people that were up in arms about trading Wingard, and that turned out for the better for Port. Trust Jason Cripps and his team. That's from Renee. Yes. And you've, and we all like to have our say, but you do have to understand that these people do it 24-7. They might get it right all the time, but who does in life? I would have thought that after everyone was crestfallen about Josh Dunkley choosing Brisbane. Yes, Mr. The, 95%. Thank you. Well, it's actually 100%. <laughs> Fine that Jason Horn Francis is the plan B, or be it F or E. Well, no, he was C. Well, yeah. Well, no, was Jack Graham really a plan B? You were having uh, Kane then, weren't you? No, I was you just were, playing along you with were. it. Playing along with it. Surely you go, wow. Oh, now here's something big news. That is huge news at Essendon. No surprise. Oh. Andrew Thorburn, Burn, oh. newly appointed chief executive of the Essendon Football Club, has just resigned. We and if it wasn't about his religious beliefs... Some of the notes that are now emerging as people are looking at his banking career and what was said at the Royal Commission probably was going to sink him as well, Kim. I read one out to you during the you break. Did. It was 
Concerning that Essendon didn't do the homework again. We just went to the canteen in the ad break. Yes. You grabbed your cup of tea. Yes, here it is. Yeah, and I grabbed a glass of water. And we were just talking about the due diligence of the Essendon Football Correct. Club. And uh, given what they've gone through over a 15-year period now, yes. or what it may be, yes. uh, why would you make an appointment that could polarise and draw royal... so much attention to yourself? But you've got a Royal Commission that also was giving you something to read. Oh, now Channel 7 also reporting that he has yeah. resigned. So I'm Not surprised. Oh, I tell you what. Do you know what that does? Tell me. Takes a little bit of heat off North Melbourne because that's just poor management. And so when what you go plan back are we to, up to Rich, at when now? was it in May? In May, I said that there was a fracture. There was fraction. Yes. There were fractions in the board. Fractures, factions. Factions. Sorry. Yes. Factions in the board, and that they were going to pursue Alistair Clarkson. Yes. And it proved one hundred percent right. They well, got rid of they the previous. Didn't pursue it quick enough. Well, they didn't. Move. But there was one group that wanted him, yep. one that didn't. Yep. They didn't move and quick enough to get Too the late. numbers to get rid of the chairman. Plus, Alistair had done his homework. Oh, you know, the, the, the last – that rivals some of the chaos that's been happening at North Melbourne. It really does. That mm. is staggering. How you can make a, such a significant appointment and then backpedal a few days later. Staggering. Mm. Well, there you are. He has resigned, mm. Andrew Thorburn, the new chief executive of the Essendon Football Club. And as I say, it wasn't just the issues of his religious beliefs. Go read the Royal Commission into the banking and you'll find his name appears there and it leaves some questions right. there. Allegedly. I'm oh, just, I think a Royal Commission to know allegedly. I'm just saying that. I'm royal cover Commission's a Royal Commission. You're, you're on your own. <laughs> uh, Annie sends her a text. I am proud of Ebbs. Good on you, Annie. We're proud of you and we're proud to have you on the show. Uh, Louis says, what's the shortest time served as a club CEO, boys? <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think we've just found it. I think, Louis, you're, well, that's a, a world day. record. That is staggering. Here's another one. Oh, Mario. G'day, Mario. It's, it's actually 24 hours. I know. To the moment. Ridiculous. Um, Flash Francis, that's yes. Fabian, should get life membership <laughs> if the horn dog ends up at port. Good on you, Mario. Uh, a few yeah. other texts. Um, what does that – oh, hello. What's that one? Uh, what does that last tester say about January Cameron, or texter maybe, and Dangerfield? Oh, yeah. Well, that's true. What was because that one in reference Jeremy to? Cameron cost a lot. Yes. A lot. Oh, yes, about giving the farm. Yeah, Look, there's good and bad. Kim, if you don't play the game in the trade period, you're always going to be sitting back going, we're never moving forward. You've got to play big games. In yeah, the, the West Coast Eagles one was a shocker. Well, they overdid, cooked it. Yeah, well and, well and truly. Yeah, Jeremy Cameron was three first-rounders. Yep. You've got to be brave. Yep. Uh, make no mistake, the guy who texted in before, this is a little earlier, Jason Horn francis he's not Fife or Cripps. The multiple reports this year should tell you that. That's from Brad. This is the thing. You... We were talking about this in the ad break as well. You're basing it all on junior form and sample form, and that's what you go on for the draft, an underage form. It's just like when you buy a horse, you, yes. you go on the breeding. Of which Horn Francis's sample form oh, that was final series. very impressive. Very, very good. Um, I came across something, Roach. I digress quickly. This probably won't be good radio because I have to find it. What we might do, well, I try and find it, um, do you want? We won't go to Andrew Mackey again. He was a little bit flaky. We like you, Andrew. But you had a good way of talking for a minute without actually Sounds saying anything. Boy. Oh, we've only got oh, a minute to go. There you are. We've been thrown out. All You'll right. have to do it tomorrow. Yeah, I won't do it. Leave now. us hanging. 
Uh, here we go. Lewis says the dominoes will really start to fall once Brisbane does something with their pick 15. Correct. They don't want it because they need points, but there's about 10 other clubs that could do with the first rounder right now. Yeah, well picked. Well, Never a dull moment. Appreciate that, Louis. Afternoon, guys. Can you give your opinions on who the Crows will recontract and who they'll let go? Oh. That's James from Woodcroft. We'll do tomorrow. that. We'll look at it tomorrow, James. Uh, thanks for all your input. Thank you for the calls. We'll see you and hear from you tomorrow. Good night, everyone. Did that make sense? I guess so. <laughs>